everybody welcome to the calgary bros football podcast this is uncle cb here and we've got victor speck on the other side what's up y'all hey man all right some of you guys thought that uh we've put in our two weeks that the game is over <laughs> yeah yeah we've, we've been really busy working no working, no no working long hours you know but here we go again no we we, we did put out two weeks stop lying bro I mean, it has, it has it has been two weeks, but we didn't we didn't quit on nothing. But you know, we just we just knew we were gonna come back to it. Yeah, but we did we did put in our two weeks. So, guys, this is it. We're done the show. <laughs> anyway, welcome to Calgary Bulls Football Podcast, guys. Uh, you know, hope you guys are all staying safe. This is a special recording, Valentine's Day special recording. Uh, by the time you're probably going to be listening to this, it's probably going to be Valentine's. Today, we're going to be talking about Manchester United, um, Chelsea, and we're going to be doing actually a full term review for our our teams. Um, and uh, wait, wait, wait. What, what do you what do you what do you mean by the time you're listening to this is going to be Valentine's Day? Sorry, you just cut out, bro. I said, what What do you mean that it's going to be Valentine's Day by the time you're listening to this? It's the 12th. Yeah, exactly. Most people listen to it two days after the show. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. I, get it. I get what you're saying, you know? Yeah, and as well, um, at the same time, we're wishing everybody a happy Chinese New Year. Um, happy, you know, Lunar year yo. happy Lunar Year. Yeah, Lunar New Year. Uh, to all my brothers and sisters in China, we love you. Um, you guys probably won't listen to this podcast, but we still love you. Uh, but yeah, you know, we're praying out there for y'all. You know what I'm saying? Um, and uh, we just uh, wish you guys a happy Lunar New Year. Hopefully, Daddy Xi Jinping takes care of you guys out in China, okay? And uh, <laughs> if you're in other countries, enjoy it too. You know what I'm saying? So... But uh, you know, China China is one of the biggest uh, and um, growing economy in our current um, you know in 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 the current times right now. Oh yeah, that's because that's because China during COVID went and bought like um, uh, American stocks and European stocks for the yeah. world. <laughs> their, their GDP, their GDP, uh, I think out of everybody was one of the very few ones that actually improved. Yeah. So if a place, if you want to be in a place right now, the place you want to be is China, man. You know, I mean, a couple of things are going to be taken away from you, like your freedom to like, you know, criticize <laughs> the government and things like that. But yeah. they're going to make you money, you know? So maybe if any of y'all are trying to uh, look into what's going on with, uh, you know, ca- Canadian markets and uh, American markets, and even especially when you think of uh, Canadian um real estate and things, if all the stuff is, you know, bothering you and you feel you're like you're not getting ahead, you know, you feel like the 1% are absolutely messing you up, man, mm-hmm. go to China, bro. Shoot, you know, go there. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, that's, I think, uh, that's not really what we're here to talk about. So. But no, 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 no. That's what we're here to talk about. I want to talk about business. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> business. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have to create another another podcast called Calgary Bros Business Podcast. <laughs> It'll be Calgary Bros. Uh, 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 no, we should call it Calgary Bros Podcast. That's what you should call it. 
Cause you know, cause that was easy to talk about anything. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and we just yeah. expand. We just expanded that. Yeah, we got a, we got a lot of shit to talk about, not just about football. You know. Yeah, it's true. That's true, man. A lot of things. But anyway, let's go back to the football, man. Oh wait, wait. By, um, by the way, Tom Brady did it again. Nah, nobody cares about that dude, man. Screw what? that guy. Tom Brady <laughs> did it again. Bro, oh you, you don't even you don't even watch football, bro. I I what I I only watch like the Super Bowl and uh what do you call it when Green Bay plays. That's the only time. Who, I watch. who, who was the quarterback? Who was the quarterback for uh, Kansas City Chiefs? It's Patrick Mahomes. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's Mahomes, and bro, he was he was blown out of the water. Oh my god, he he didn't know what to do in that game, bro. So, Patrick Mahomes was injured. My homeboy. He my was homeboy. <laughs> Patrick, my homeboy, was injured, man. <laughs> Wasn't wasn't doing too well, man. He wasn't doing too good. But you know, Gabby and I, Gabby and I were watching that game, and she was quite uh, depressed due to uh, Patrick, my homeboy, not coming through. You know, and uh, <laughs> Tom Brady taking the ring. Yeah, man. seven times, man. That guy is a goat. But honestly, he's not really the goat because what he's doing, Messi and Ronaldo has been doing this thing for years, bro. So true. I don't know, man. I don't know. I I mean, more, 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 more so, more so, um, more so Ronaldo, because he goes everywhere yeah. and wins. But yeah, I I think I think Ronaldo is the real goat. You know, Messi Messi is second, but for me right now, Ronaldo is. Oh, I've been I've been saying this like them. You also gotta you also gotta look at it like in those important games, like in the international side too, right? People don't compare that too much, and that's mm. where people need to know that. It don't matter if you're playing mid or you're playing the striking position, like the impact that Ronaldo does give when when he's playing with his international squad is just it's unbelievable. Like he just turns into a different beast, right? And uh, when that's not saying that Messi doesn't like give his best in there as well, but Messi, if you look at the way Ronaldo kind of does his his thing. I feel in a way like Ronaldo lets people into the game. You know what I mean? He lets them he lets them prosper by passing that ball to him, right? But with Messi, Messi's supposed to be playing a cam, right? But Messi drops so far back to the point where it's like, now nah, where's the option in the front, bro? You know what I mean? Because he wants to he wants to play the CM, he wants to play the CDM, he wants to play the cam, he wants to play nah. the winger. And the striker at the same point. So it's like, it's like I feel like if Messi um, would trust his teammates a little bit better, I think he would have a lot more international success. You know? Well, I don't, I don't agree with that actually. I think it's actually the opposite. I think Ronaldo is the goal getter, and he's the one that everything comes through to, you know, finish um, what everybody needs to do, but. Yeah, but that's but, but that's but that's the thing though. Like Ronaldo yeah. lets people pass him that ball. He doesn't. I know. I know what you mean. Just to receive it, you know. That's, that's because it's not, it's not his game. It's not Ronaldo's game. Messi's game is to create. Ronaldo's game is to finish. Yeah. So that's why Ronaldo gets all the plaudits, 
that Messi doesn't. I think it's not a fair compa- comparison for for Messi with Ronaldo. I think I think the 2016 Portuguese Portuguese team that won that uh, Euro 2016 uh, cup. Yeah. Um, you know, I will say I would say Ronaldo carried that team to an extent, but I would yeah. say um still his job is to finish the dinner, not to cook the dinner, you know? So true. Anyway, but that's not why we're here. We're here for Manchester United and Chelsea. So let's focus back on the main thing we're here today. Yeah, we've uh, been bumping at a at a topic a lot today, huh? <laughs> but yeah. I guess- I guess we do have a lot to talk about. It's been like what two weeks? <laughs> so yeah, it's been two weeks, man. It's been two weeks. So the the question is, with um, uh, what they call them, uh, uh, um, you know, we'll start off with Chelsea because I think Chelsea has some good things that are happening right now. Um, you know, uh, since Tuchel has joined the team. Uh, what if what is the difference? What have you seen with Thomas Tuchel that has made uh you know Chelsea different so far hmm. since Lampard has been fired? I think um honestly the way I kind of see it is like uh now the players have like the players that were out now have a fresh start, right? Yeah. So it's bringing it's bringing more competition into the squad. Um, cause right now, Ben Chilwell's getting benched for Marcus Alonso. <laughs> so, um, there's that, right? And Alonso scored on like, uh, what was it? He, he scored in one of those, in one of those games as well, right? So mm. he's, he's back into the rhythm again and he looks like he's fit. But another thing too is like, I don't think like, um, I don't think Tuchel is really like throwing away what Lampard has created, you know, because um, in a way, like, you know, how people are like Mason Mount should not be playing like starting 11, but like he seems to be the starter for, um, for Tuchel, you know what I mean? So yeah. there's that. So now it's proved, it's, it's been proven like he, he did not come in and change everything straight up. He, he took like, um, Pretty much what you call he uh he took three styles together. He he's using a Lampard, right? Mm. He's also he's also combining Conte and as well Sari. As we all know, like Tokel is like pretty much like Sari ball number number two, right? Mm. But with more with more defi- uh, decisiveness in the final third, right? So because we're winning games by like like little margins, but we're still winning games, right? Yeah. I think I still think we have that issue of not finishing our dinner because um, we could have so much more goals. But he has kind of made it in a way where the system that he has accommodates um, not only the CDM, but it also accommodates the defenders and the team. Yes. So pretty much like um, uh, some guys don't have to do too much defensive work, but he has enough support that if they don't come back, they're all right. You know what I mean? They're fine, right? Mm-hmm. So um, it's a it's a tactical thing. I can tell like in the way that he, he has like two number 10s playing in the first game 
and then now he's now converted into one one number ten, but still like using the wing back system. So it's it's working, right? So and uh he's like he he in the press conferences he speaks pretty pretty fluently and like he doesn't shy away from no answers or anything and like um I think there's a more more of a togetherness in the squad again, right? So Yeah. I, I the the Alonso thing surprises me. Um I think somebody said one thing about Alonso and they said uh um I saw it on Twitter, it said whoever made Alonso um a defender robbed us of one of the greatest strikers of all time. <laughs> I thought it was <laughs> I thought it was funny. Um that is funny jokes. Yeah, but you know, Alonso, when you look at the way he attacks, uh the way he plays forward, um, this yeah. guy does not act like a defender, man. He doesn't he doesn't he doesn't have the defensive instincts. So mm-hmm. what we have seen Tuchel do is put three guys as center backs and give him the freedom to go ahead yeah. and make mistakes and still have cover if he makes mistakes yeah. up front, right? So yeah. um yeah. Lampard was not very flexible um, in that category. You always saw him for play 4-3-3, 4-3-3. And remember this key thing I always say, my biggest criticism for managers is, you know, as a manager, you need to know when to be adaptable, adaptable and make changes and change to what is happening around you. Lampard uh, hasn't, he, he didn't do that at all. You, you barely saw that. Um, you know, this season. It was always the 4-3-3, the 4-3-3, the 4-3-3, the 4-3-3. And it was like, I remember asking you, like, those moments. I was like, when is this guy going to switch to, you know, 3-5-2 or, you know, 3-4-3? And with two... And when we we had that that discussion as well, and I said it was probably going to be for, like, the big, for the big games, like, the games against Tottenham, the games against uh, um, Manchester United, the games against City. Those are those were the games that I was expecting him to do the three the three four three. But he didn't do it. He just he just went completely with the yeah. With the and and even even with that, I always say like, why would you wait when your team is not really doing well anyway? What's yeah. the point of you guys waiting? Um, to do that, right? So, mm-hmm. I, 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 I always felt that he was—that was his biggest weakness was the failure to adapt. Like I know for everything, people can you know talk about you know as a as a you can talk about system styles, um, how you want to play, but at the end of the day, the bottom line is results. If you don't get the results, everybody starts looking out across your side and saying, "Hey, what are you doing?" Right? So. Look at Thomas, Thomas Tuchel. This guy just—he's not shy to change things. He's not shy to ruffle things up. Um, yeah. Right off the bat, he comes in with three at the back, and I'm like, three at the back? Why? You know, the, this Chelsea team is um, a good Chelsea team, yes, but with yeah. but with three at the back, do they really need the three at the back? Don't, you know, mm-hmm. four should be good. Um, uh, but you can tell the guy earns his chops, right? He's not, they're not scoring. You guys are not scoring like 20 goals or anything crazy, but you're finding yeah. ways to win games and you're finding ways to be balanced without, you know, the risk reward factor, right? You're winning games 
without too much risk on the back line, right? Mm-hmm. So that's a big thing. I, and I, th- I, it shocked me that the, um, what they call him, uh, 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 Lampard wasn't able to like just be brave enough to take these like and say, look, man, I, I'm going to admit it. My guys are not that good defensively. So I'm going to just pack it in and make sure my guys, you know, I have enough cover at the back line for mm-hmm. offensive left backs. Even Ben Chilwell will benefit from a 3-5, right? Reese James yeah. will benefit from a 3-5. You have, you, have wing, you have wing backs that, you know, are so offensive that will benefit from just having that extra man as a cover in the back line. Um, instead yeah. of putting a guy like Jorginho, you know, in the back or, or, or you know, um, uh, uh, who, who, whoever replaces them, maybe even Kante sometimes just uh, supporting as the center holding mid sometimes by himself. It's not, it's not enough because he, due to the injuries, he's not, he's no longer the Kante we know he used to be. Right. So yeah. anyway, it's, it's cool to see Toko um, do this and it irritates me because <laughs> Now I'm worried. You know, at first, nobody was even looking at Chelsea. Everybody was like, yeah, you know, Lampard, you know, stay in for another 20 years, please, like, so that we can, <laughs> you know, so we cannot see you guys come close. But, you know, looking at looking at him now, um, yeah. uh, Tuku coming in, we're just like, oh, damn, man. Like, this guy is, this guy, he's worrying us. You know what I'm saying? So, Anyway, we'll see how it looks. Um, what are your prospects now? Like, if you wanted to do a review now and you wanted to see as everything has gone with Tuchel, um, obviously we've covered, like, in details the past, but I mean, sorry, not, not review, preview of what's to come. Where mm-hmm. do you think Chelsea are going to be ending this season at now with Tuchel in the helm? Remember, I said this I said this before the season started, uh, on the first on the first week of the of the episode <clears throat> and I said pretty much like Chelsea's gonna be either second or third and I think Chelsea's still gonna be either second or third. Mm. Um I think you guys are gonna drop. I think you guys will drop. Yeah. Right now it's not looking good for you guys. Liverpool is like shaky, but they have like Leicester coming up. So that's an even harder game too. Yeah. Um I did say Leicester will drop out, and I think I think Leicester will drop out because I still I still think it's gonna be Man City, Liverpool, Chelsea, Man U. Okay, so still so thinking Man City, Liverpool, Chelsea, Manchester United. So Manchester United is gonna come fourth, Chelsea's gonna come third, yeah. uh, Man City's gonna be first, and Liverpool's gonna be second. All right, you guys heard it here, folks. Awesome. Okay. Um, we're going to jump over to the next piece then Manchester United, my team, um, you know, the, uh, United's results have been wishy-washy, um, shaky. shaky, you know, we, we started off with a zero, zero Arsenal. I think nobody, we didn't cover that, but once again, this goes back to the things where it's like, I don't like, I mean, you and I, we just, after we learned our lesson about covering big games. Yeah, um, especially for Manchester United, because we always tend, anytime it seems to be, you know, the tagline, a big game. I mean, Arsenal is no, no longer that big of a team right now, but um, anytime you have that tagline of big games between Manchester United and any other team, expect it to be boring. You know what I mean? We just play, we, we stink up the place. They park the bus, we park the bus. 
mm-hmm. but this game against Arsenal actually was exciting in a way. Um, you know, Cavani missed opportunities. Um, but then if you go into the other side of things, you now look at, you know, the second game that came after that was against Southampton. And you know, you know my love for Rafa Raf Hassan Hutu. Um mm-hmm. You know, getting trounced yeah, nine nothing. What happened there? Nine that was nine. another. That that was like that was like him against Leicester last year. Right? Yes, it was like him against Leicester. But we'll we'll get into that in a bit. And then finally, um, against Everton, three um, three. So you texted me. Um, I remember we were we were chatting on text, and it was like you're like, oh my gosh, Ralph Russell just took nine. Like what the hell? You know he's. Yeah. Not- He's not good. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. Um, I didn't like. I didn't watch the game, but like I was. I was getting the updates, and it was my phone was just blinging. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I was like, "What the hell is going on?" So I saw the red cards, but I was like, "Man, you should still be able to defend." Like you know, you shouldn't. Like scoring goals is hard when you're when you're down a man, right? So is defense, but like you should still be able to defend. You know. Yes, but you said you said something about like them pressing from the front rather from the back. Yes, so mm-hmm. you know Rafaelson. So there's there's three things, and I'm gonna focus more on Rafaelson Hutil than focusing on Manchester United on this situation here. So if you look at three things, right? First of all, in the first minute or first two minutes, you're already a man down. Mm-hmm. Like I don't I don't care which team you are. You are your backs to the bones, backs to the walls. First two minutes, you're already a man down. It is already hard enough as it is against a team like Manchester United. If you go, I, I said, look at Manchester United's wage bill, right? Look at how many, if you compare how much our players kind of cost, if you want to put the cost value of United mm-hmm. athletes on the pitch at that time, it's about 500 million pounds. If you want to do a cost analysis on Southampton players, it's about hundred million pounds, right? So yeah. hundred hundred million pounds, five hundred million. That's about times five. It was the game was already difficult enough for Southampton times yeah. five, right? Based on the cost value. Um, yeah. Now this is all numbers made up by my head. I don't know how much Southampton players cost, but you know, if you want to look at their wage and all that stuff, for example. United, we had 80 million pounds, Maguire, uh, Lindelof, 40 million, Fred, 50 million. Um, I, I can't remember if Pogba was on the pitch too. That's about like, what, 90 million. Um, you know, Marcia, 50 million. Like, if you look at the cost value of how many guys, plus Bruno, 50 million, it's <clears throat> one Bissaka, 50 million. So it's like, our players cost that much, right? And then... Um, you now add on top, like you now multiply that, you now divide that by how much Southampton players are worth is no contest. Like the game mm-hmm. was difficult enough for Southampton. You take a man out of the equation, <laughs> the game gets extra difficult for Southampton. So by just by the wage structure, by the cost of each, uh, how much uh, a player is worth, the value of how much a player is worth, mm-hmm. United were already... We're already on top. Then you add the man down the first two minutes. It was game over. Like at that moment, I almost I was like, I'm going to stop watching this game because I know what's going to happen. Then <laughs> the other thing you now add on top, Rafaelson Hutu's style of play with Southampton, they push up front. They 
they press you from the front. They don't press you from the back. So their system is built from nasty presses up front from zone three to zone, uh, zone two. That's how they press you. So if we're telling a team that is not designed to press from the, uh, the, the, I mean, to, to sit back and defend, to actually sit back and defend, don't expect, don't expect them to do a good job of doing that because they, what are they used to? They're used to pushing up forward, stinging on you, putting schemes, defensive schemes, pressing schemes on you and pressing you from the front. Mm-hmm. So what do you, what do you expect from a team like that? You're not going to get that. So I wasn't surprised when the score was up like six, nothing like all they started to pull off, like, you know, Luke Shaw for guys like Fred to cover up, uh, I'll tell Fred to cover up as left back. And then he started to add more fuel to the fire. And then you consider there's already like massive talent, like, you know, Edison Cavani on the pitch already, you know, and then you have Rashford on the pitch. Like it's just, it's a demolition derby. And then, and then Bednarek got, got an own goal. And then later on, he gets a red card and a penalty that was not even really a penalty. Yes, I said it. That penalty wasn't a penalty. United got a, a free penalty for nothing. Um, and all of a sudden, they're down, down two men. So what do you expect? Right? So this is the thing, right? This is the, this is the key thing. I think everybody... Um, uh, when I when I when I saw that and I was just like, yeah, man. When it comes to to uh, and Hutel and Southampton, the nine nothing wasn't deserved at all. It really wasn't. It's not their style. Like if if maybe that was Newcastle, you would say United may win three nothing, four nothing, because Newcastle and Steve Bruce, they just sit back. Like they play some of the ugliest football you could ever see. If you want to cure insomnia, go watch Newcastle and Steve Bruce, bro. Like that's mm-hmm. how bo- that's how boring they are. They will bore you to. <laughs> You know, so yeah. Hopefully, 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 Lampard takes that team into a better place, man. Is he, he going to be going to uh, Newcastle? It it looks like it's either going to be Newcastle or Crystal Palace. He should go to Crystal Palace because it's in London. Like, I guess. Yeah, he needs but to like, speak if, if you could, if you could do something with Newcastle, man, I would love that. Because back in the day, we used to be huge oh, fans. Yeah, of yeah. So, I would love to see them shine again. And I would rather not. I would rather him not going to London uh, to another London team. Yeah. Not no better. True, he true, knows better. true. No, but yeah. Anyway, so that was that's the thing, right? Like all that combination of stuff, like the red cards, the style of play that Raf Hasehutu's team play, mm-hmm. um, and the wage bill, like. You know the cost evaluation of each player is like everything was stacked up against them. Like this nine nothing for me felt like such a meh nine nothing. And then you now go over to the Everton game where we now tie three three, right? And that was why I say you know earlier in the show I said I'm kind of happy that we didn't review each game by game because if we reviewed each game by game. I would have reviewed on against Arsenal. I've been like, oh yeah, we missed chances. Cavani didn't bury his opportunities. Rashford doesn't want to pull the trigger. Um, and then you know against Southampton, I'm like, I don't know what to make of this game because you know they were playing against nine men. Um, and then you now go against Everton, and then it's like, well, you know, I told you so. This is United. We know, right? So. Mm-hmm. 
you know, that United, like massive opportunity. And now what is what is the grand scheme of things, right? Remember what we yeah. said earlier this season, right? What do we say about Liverpool and any team that wants to challenge this year? Mm-hmm. We said, if, if you want to challenge this year, the main thing you got to do, beat Liverpool. Yeah. Beat Liverpool. So if you look at the teams that are above Liverpool now, Leicester, Manchester mm-hmm. City, Manchester United, no, no team when the 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 stuff the hundred points that City were putting up this year. I mean, sorry, not this year, the previous seasons, and the hundred mm-hmm. points that Liverpool were putting up the previous seasons. Those were ridiculous numbers, man. Well, not hundred points, ninety nine points or ninety eight points or whatever Liverpool put up last year. Those were crazy points. Mm-hmm. Nobody, nobody is gonna get close to those points with the current squad that they have right now. And United seem to be the closest team that is that has had more consistency in terms of players that are available, in terms of um, the style of play, in terms of uh, coaching staff, all that stuff. We, you know, we've kept most of our own players intact. So when Liverpool were stumbling, United, we still have the same you know players intact. When City looked like they were stumbling, we still have our own players intact. But mm-hmm. now, what is happening? City now is now dominating the league again, right? They're now showing everybody what it means to be champions. They're showing everybody what it means to be consistent, to get consistent results, right? Um, mm-hmm. And you look at all this stuff. You look at you 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 look at the grand scheme of things. This season was supposed to be season for Manchester United to do the due diligence, right? To 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 at least look like we're going to challenge for something. We may not win it, but at least challenge for something. This season looked to be that season, right? But then guess what happened? We started to slip all over the place now. <clears throat> Let me tell you what's going to happen. Liverpool's going to get Van Dijk back. They're going to get, you know, I, I, I mentioned this last time. Joel Matip, if, if Liverpool even had just one starting center back on their team, they will look they will look like a decent team because that will push up either Fabinho or Henderson, right? Mm-hmm. So they'll get one of those guys back. If they get just one back, either Joe Gomez, Joe Matip, Virgo Van Dijk, yeah. just one. If they get one of those guys back, you can best rest your ass that these guys will be coming after. You know, they may not win the league, but at least they'll be coming for their spot now. You know, because their system, their style of play is going to be back. It's going to be normal. They're going to be, you know, back to normal with stuff like that. And then the other thing too is, is um, you look at uh, what they call them. Um, um, geez, uh, I'm losing my train of thought here. Uh, another thing. Oh yeah, another thing is City. City don't have Kunagero this season. Yeah, they don't have Kevin De Bruyne this season, <clears throat> right? Those are two key players that they're missing. You know, Gabriel Jesus is not scoring like, you know, worldies and he's not scoring crazy goals this season. The person who's scoring the crazy goals is Ike Gundogan. That is going nuts. How how is it that Manchester United so far this season are dropping points to people left and center and City are getting themselves secure? You look at Ruben Diaz. This is why for me, Ruben Diaz is the signing of the season so far. It would have been Jota, but club messed that up. But Ruben Diaz so far has been the signing. And when you look at this opportunity, I'm not saying United would have won the league, 
But I'm saying at the least we can do is show ourselves up, like show like we're trying. Now you look at the Liverpool-Manchester City game, what happened? City absolutely just... Sorry? City smashed them. Yeah, absolutely played them off. Showed everybody, you guys want to know who champions are? These are who we are. You see what I'm saying? But what did United do? Pep Pep played a trap in that game, eh? Yeah, yeah, he did. We'll talk about the game in a bit. But what did United do when when we went to Liverpool? You know, we sat back, counter, sat back, counter. Right? Like, it's like, and they didn't even have the two starting center backs. So, it just tells you, man. Like, look, everybody wants to talk about title ch- challenge and everything. And uh, is United, I always said, wait till the tw- after 25 games. This is why I didn't get go crazy. Wait after 25 mm-hmm. games. Let's see where United are. Let's see who United are losing to. First of all, we failed the biggest test, which is not against Liverpool, any of them. It was against who? Sheffield. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? We lost against Sheffield. Who the hell loses against Sheffield? Even though Sheffield look like they're coming back and they've been, you know, but who loses against Sheffield? And I think it was at home. We go to Arsenal. Arsenal, you know, don't have the same type of firepower. They're not looking so hot this season. They have a lot of youth players. Um, they finally got rid of uh, Ozil, you know, mm-hmm. and we tie 0-0 with them. Are you kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? And then you now go to Southampton. Oh, we beat them 9 nothing. Oh, I'm so proud. Great. Okay, great. Great, great, great uh, record. We're so mm-hmm. happy. We love it. But then you now come up against Everton. When, the, when backs to the wall, balls, put your balls on the line, boys. Oh, we concede a last-minute uh, free kick that gives them a tie-in goal. Our captain, Harry Maguire, you know, having a brain fart of a moment. How is this guy our captain when he's doing this? And I don't like to diss him, but it's like, mm-hmm. he's our captain and he's just doing the most stupidest thing that you could ever imagine. Anyway, so you look at all these things and you say, you know, we're not ready. And you know, the worst part next season, guess who's coming? Chelsea is coming. Chelsea has a new coach, Tuchel now. He looks, mm-hmm. he looks much better than the other coach. He looks he, the way the, he simplified things for the players and he seems to get things right, right? Mm-hmm. And then your boys will gel this season and then next season they'll kick on next season. Then yeah. you've got City who are probably going to get a striker. Do you know who City want to get now for a striker? Haaland. Thank you, Haaland. City are going to yeah. land them. That's just the way it is. They're going to land that guy. I don't know because Chelsea is in for him too. I'm telling you right now, City are going to land this dude. Like, that's just the way they do things, bro. Like, they just come in, they will land that guy. If they don't land him, okay, sure, whatever. They already still have a good enough system anyway. Yeah. Right? And and if you guys land him, then we're fucked. Right? (laughs) And then Liverpool, what happens to Liverpool next season? They get all their center backs back. So not only that, but they're getting killing Mbappe. It looks like. Oh, so there you go. Then you're gonna tell me who's United gonna sign? United can't sign players. We do things backwards. So it's guys might, might get Jaden Sancho. And we might at a discount. We'll talk about Jaden Sancho at one point. But like you know, it's <laughs> it's just it's so sad because it's like this was the year that everybody weren't on their on their game. And I asked the question. I asked this to Mo. I'm like. This is the season that everybody doesn't look to be on the game. What does United need to do to be there? He said it comes down to what? I told him it comes down to what he said, the tactics. 
It comes down to tactics, simple and short. That's what it comes down to. Mm-hmm. You know? So, you know, I hope, um, I hope we can get our shit together, man. Cause you know, at least I know we don't, I didn't think we're going to win the league, but at least I want us to look like we challenge, just look like we, we can be a decent team. So, yeah. so that next season, when everybody actually looks to be a decent team, when normalcy returns, when teams are actually getting the points that they they shouldn't have lost this season, we actually look like a good, decent enough team. Because um, then we can attract players, and then we could maybe based 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 on the uh, uh, on the camaraderie from the players. Maybe we can do something. But anyway, mm-hmm. this season is gone, man. I think CD is going to win the league. I think it's just it's over. I think uh, we, we've we seen such excitement that it just sucks that United could not keep up the, the, the play. But anything could happen. City could not look good at the end of the day. But speaking of City, City ended up uh, blasting uh, Liverpool. What did you mm-hmm. think of the game, man? Wow, man. That game, that game was crazy. They, they um, Pep set a trap where it was like they had chances to play in the first half. Yeah, and then and then in the second half, he took away all their options. <laughs> yeah, if you notice, if you notice, they kind of parked the bus in the first half. Yeah, like they kind of did. Like I mean, it was part of it was part of a ne- it was part of necessity because Liverpool were like coming on, like they yeah. looked serious, right? City, City wanted to get they wanted to get the feel of the game and yeah. see what is what Liverpool brought to the table. And when they found when when Pep figured it out, he was like, Okay, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> and then after after but after twenty minutes, I think City started to grow into the game. Yeah. Um and just changed the di- dynamic. You know, I think uh I think Pep kinda wanted to feel these guys and see, hmm, you know, Pep said something very interesting. I don't know if you remember this in the uh, um, follow-up interview and he said, you know, Liverpool are the best when it comes to transition play. Um, the only guys who are second best to them is uh, Manchester United, you know? Mm-hmm. But for their guys, they seem to be like the best when it comes to that, right? So he said something quite interesting that I was like, hmm, interesting, you know, these guys recognize who is uh, who is what, right? In, 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 the, in the field of play, but um, I think he was Pep is always worried about transition, and he says it. He's like, our team can't keep up when it comes to tra- high, high intense transition left, right, and center. We can't do that, so we need to settle the game to the way we play, um, so that we can be able to get some good results out of it. So, but it's crazy, man. City just look such a good team. I mean, this Liverpool team didn't have Van Dyke, it didn't have anybody, but still, bro, like they look. They look like the real deal, man. They really do. And Allison, Allison didn't help the situation either. No, no, Allison. I, I thought Allison. Uh, I think they were holding his uh, family hostage, bro. <laughs> 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 they, they had his family hostage, man. Like seriously, like this guy was like giving them freebies, bro. Like, but still, it just shows you, like, in five minutes, see how how good City capitalized on that, right? Yeah. Most teams, most teams would not capitalize on those moments. Mm-hmm. But City, right off the bat, they were just on the money from start to finish. They just knew if if he made a mistake, we're we're gonna come after him, you know. And 
all he needed was five minutes to screw over everything and City took the game away from them. So Yeah, that shit's crazy. But yeah, man. You think City is gonna actually win the league? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Like they, are, they are 12 points away and they have a game in hand. So <laughs> no, are they 12 points away? I thought they were like uh I don't think they were that high. Check it. I don't think they were that high. I'll check I'll check it later. I don't think they were that high. I think they let me check it yeah. right now. Yeah, I, I think um I think the they were like five points or something. And if they won the next game will be eight points away or something. So um, know, it's kind of it's looking bleak. <laughs> anyway. It's looking bleak out here. Yeah, but we'll see how things are. Oh, yeah, yeah. We'll yeah they're, they're five points away. Yeah, they're five points, right? Yeah. With a game in hand, so pretty much yeah. they're eight points away. Fuck, man. That's if they win the game in hand. But we'll see, man. We'll see. Any Anything can happen this season, man. I just I just want a, I want a freaking season where, like, we actually get a nail-biting incident all the way to the end. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I know I'm Mr. Doom and Gloom. I know I'm predicting United fifth or whatever or fourth. Um, but... I want it to be exciting because the reason why I predict all this boring stuff is because it usually ends up boring. Um, and for once, I want my predictions to be not boring. I mean, I know I predicted Liverpool to win the league, and I, and I still think if they had all their players, they're still kind of a class above everybody. Yeah. But, um, you know, if it's not Liverpool, uh, you know, City, obviously. So City now, City now look like an actually uh, like an actual team that could win this league so it's just i just want something exciting bro i can't i can't deal with these boring ass seasons and you know that's why i stay watch the sierra A, bro like the sierra A is like or oh, the italian league um mm-hmm. it's, it's so much fun bro like you it's so tight it's so tight up there like ac milan is doing their best i think they got pipped up um i stopped following the italian league just for a little bit because i've been so busy with work yeah. Uh, but I think they got picked up by another um uh was it Inter Milan or Juventus? I can't remember who I think it might be Inter Milan, I can't remember. But you know, so the 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 league is so exciting, like it's exciting to watch. Like you don't know who's gonna win it, right? So mm-hmm. I just want I just want that for the Premier League, man. Like the Premier League for me is fun it's fun, it's exciting. Uh, there's so many great teams, so many good teams, but you can't you can't be having Liverpool and uh, City dominating this thing, man. And if they keep dominating it, then just get ready to be, you know, bored after a while. Like it's like after the first couple of weeks, then you're like, oh, I know who's gonna win the league now. So it's gonna be it's gonna be like Manchester back in the day. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know that. I mean that 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 for me was fun, but still, after a while, you're kind of like you get used to it, right? Yeah, so I'm just hoping that this year, like somebody could like really make some real good challenges, and uh, some a couple of teams take an extra step forward. But anyway, it's what it is. But um, yeah, so that's that for Liverpool City. Um, so you're predicting City is going to win the league. I'm oh, predicting City. Another thing that was really, really, really surprising was when they, they asked Jurgen Club, "What's your target?" And this oh yeah, like, top four. He said top four. Yeah, 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 yeah. He yeah, didn't yeah. say we want to win the league. He said top four is our target. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, he's given up. 
Yeah, he's right. He's right, though. He's right. You know what? What do you expect? To, what do you expect from him to say? Right? Like, oh, you're, we're gonna win the league, guys. Right? So, uh, he is right about that. But uh, I would say, for me, um, yeah, it's. I, I think. I think he will make top four. I think. I don't know where he will end just because of how Liverpool are looking. Um, but we'll see, man. We'll see how it goes. But I'm yeah. still. I, I think I predicted. I think I'm going to make my final predictions right now. Um, I'll say top four will be uh, City. Uh, second uh, will be um, man. This is going to be tough, man. Uh, I'm going to say Liverpool. I think Liverpool will find their way back. Yeah. So Liverpool are going to be second. And then I'll say third will be Manchester United. Mm-hmm. I went I went to say fifth for United, but I wanted to keep my original prediction. But United has shown some spark. Like we actually show like we mean business. And with Cavani, Cavani has really Cavani was actually, in my opinion, is the game changer, to be honest. Yeah. Um this season for United. Mm-hmm. Um and uh and then I'll say fourth. I think fourth. I don't Chelsea. As much as I give Tuchel a lot of credit, I don't see a lot yet. Maybe I need. To, maybe maybe I need to watch more of you guys. Um, but I don't see a lot. I think. I think you guys. I think Leicester. Leicester might might actually do the trick, but Leicester just doesn't have the backbone. You know. Leicester so, one point uh, two points ahead of us. Two points, eh? Shoot, man. It's so tight. It's Liverpool, so tight down there. Liverpool is one point ahead of us. Dang. Okay, so I'll say Leicester will come. Um, man, I'll say you... <sighs> Frank, you guys just have so much firepower, though. Like, you guys have a squad, bro. Like, that's the key thing. Leicester doesn't have a squad. Like, if if one, if one Barnes gets injured, Madison gets injured, Ndidi, Vardy, like... Mm-hmm. Their, their whole squad is messed up, right? The dynamics of their squad is messed up. So I'll say Chelsea is going to come forth. I'll say it was going to be the traditional. So City, Liverpool, United, and uh, Chelsea. Mm-hmm. Who do you... Um, okay, let's talk about some stuff now. Who is going to be Chelsea's impact player for the rest of the season? Mason Mount. Mason Mount. Damn, this boy and Mason ain't shoot. Yeah, because I, like... I, I watching the games lately. When Mason, so um, when Mason was playing under Lampard, he was playing a deeper eight, right? Yeah. Um, he wasn't like up now, right? So now he's in that situation where he's playing that ten, like. And what what I've noticed from Mason was um in the first, I think in the first two games where he played in the ten position and he couldn't score, but he had chances. I think he went. I, I think he went to practice, and he and he he kept shooting balls. <laughs> I think he kept shooting balls wow. because now, like um, the 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 shot that got blocked in the Sheffield game, I could I could see that on target. The last the the last two games, he wasn't getting those shots on target, and then mm-hmm. um and then he scored the goal in the Sheffield game by Timo Werner's assist, right, and. It was. Yeah. It's such a hard finish to do. That is almost Lampard esque. You know what I mean? And yeah. and uh, 
if he keeps doing things like that, oh my god, he will be he will be that that guy, you know. He will be that guy because, like, we already know Pulisic's dope. We know Hudson Adoy is good. He's gotten even better now that Tuchel is there. Um, but Mount is just like he's the guy who I see, like in that pocket that could be kind of like Bruno, but for Chelsea, you know. Mm. So mm. I see. So um, so Mount is gonna be you guys' impact player. What about who's gonna be? Who's gonna be you guys' uh, highest goal scorer? Highest goal scorer to end, to the, end season. the season. Hmm. That's a tricky one. Right now, it's between uh, Tammy and uh, Werner. Giroud. No, Tammy Werner and Giroud. Those three. Man, you guys must really suck. We, oh my we, goodness. We have had problems in scoring goals. These guys should have a bunch of goals already. A lot of goals. But I'll probably say yeah. um once Werner finds his feet, Werner will probably end up smashing everybody. So yeah. but there's another like what uh eighteen games to go, or maybe seventeen. So there's enough mm-hmm. time for him to do something. And I think um uh, Tuchel is really trying to put it in him, put the onus in him to like do things and you know be that guy, right? So let's see, let's okay. see. So, so Werner is gonna be the guy. I okay, so. either either Werner or Giroud, because um, we all know Giroud is a natural goal scorer. But the thing is, like, will Giroud play a lot? You know, what I mean, we've only seen we've yeah, only yeah. seen Giroud play one game starting since since Tuchel came in, right? So. Because Tuchel's yeah. always either using Tammy or, or either using Werner, right? So, mm-hmm. okay. So you're saying Werner, okay? Um, who is gonna make the biggest defensive impact for you guys? Huh. Right now, it's looking like uh, like Rudiger. Actually, it's Rudiger. looking it's looking like him. Yeah, but uh, but Zuma is injured. I do want to see Zuma back. If we can get Zuma and and. Uh, and uh, what do you call it? Oh, actually, Tiago. Tiago's the guy, right? Tiago's the guy. Thiago. But, but Tiago's <laughs> injured right now. So I don't know how long he's going to be out for. I'm hoping maybe like in a week he'll be back. But if not, then yeah. I could see I could see Rudiger Zuma doing it. But for right now, I'll go with Tiago because of his experience. And he's played under Tokol and he knows what he needs to do. And he has that brain. Right, so yeah, cool. All right, you know, for um, I think I'm just gonna. I don't know if there's anything else you want to quickly cover because I'm gonna jump into United segment on that. Um, no, I just wanna, I just wanna see Pulisic shine again, man. I think he's been like he he's showing flashes, right? But the thing is, like, he just needs that final end product now. If he can get, yeah. and I know if Pulisic can get one goal, if he can get one goal, because he's already assisted already under Tom Stoker now. Um, if he can get mm-hmm. one goal, is enough to get him firing to the end of that, to the end of the season. And we need everybody to fit because there's still Champions League to go next week. So that's true. That is true. That is true. It's next week. God damn, I forgot, yeah. man. Jeez. Yeah. But no, not 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 this like not this uh, Tuesday Wednesday coming up the next one after that. Oh yeah 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 yeah. Oh, Frank, I forgot I forgot about it. It's just so many games, yeah. bro. 
Anyway, um, all right. Yeah, no, no, that makes sense. Pulisic to be the guy. For me, I would say um, who I think will be uh, what they call it, uh, Manchester United's impact player, I would say it would uh, be Cavani. I think Cavani, yeah. Yeah. Cavani, if um, it sucks, if uh, if Cavani, if we if we actually looked like we we're gonna win the league, and let's say we had a child uh, born this year, bro, would have named that uh, that child probably Cavani, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, seriously, no joke, man. I love Cavani. You think, you I've always you think Gabby's guy. gonna be okay with calling your kid Cavani? Yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah, Gabby's already been like, yeah, I'm down. Really? Yeah, bro. If we if, if we had three kids, uh, the third child would have been uh, Cavani. But I don't think we're gonna have three kids. So, <laughs> you know, the one we may we may slot in Cavani in there as the middle name. You know what I'm yeah. saying? No joke, bro. Like seriously, like we're actually considering that Cavani is good. whether boy or girl. We're gonna name name him or her what Cavani the as the middle name. Yeah, bro. Yeah, bro. <laughs> Cavani is the last name, right? So anyway, but. Yeah, Ellison Cavani is, uh, uh, you know, going to be the, um, what they call it, um, the impact player. And I also think he's going to be the the highest goal scorer end of the mm-hmm. season. I think he is. The guy is just, uh, Ole has finally started to play him more. Um, so he's looking more and more like the guy, you know what I'm saying? So, um you know, Bruno Bruno is good. Like, we all know what Bruno can do, right? Like, I think Bruno is going to – I think actually Bruno is going to – his performance is going to drop. I think he's not going to be as high-performing as he was in the first yeah. year. Like, that was that was freakish, mm-hmm. man. Like, you can count the penalties. You cannot count the penalties, whatever. But what Bruno did was, like, freakish. Like, this guy was literally keeping us, in my opinion, from relegation, bro. Like, in the first, like, 10 games, yeah. man. So, um, you know, the the Cavani, I think, is going to be the most impact player and the highest goal scorer, you know, to end the season. Um, if not, maybe Marsh, uh, Rashford. Um, and then the defensive player, and this defensive player is going to be two-way because for me, Shaw could be the guy, but, you know, Shaw, Shaw, I think, has been playing very well this season. Like, you know, and either way, we're still... We're still not challenging, even though he's been playing phenomenal this yeah. season. But I think the defender that um, that holds the biggest impact for us is actually Harry Maguire. I think so. If Harry Maguire can figure his shit out, mm-hmm. man, fuck this team. This team, bro, would like. I don't. I mean, we're not gonna. We're not gonna win any titles with him. I don't think, unless he gets like a better center back beside him. Either by he gets fit or he doesn't get fit or whatever. But Maguire is the one that carries the heaviest load because he plays the most games. He's the captain, mm-hmm. and he just if he can cut out the mistakes and actually look like an, not even look like an eighty million pound center back, like look like a sixty million pound center back. At least, at least, if he looks like a 60 million pound center back, we're in a good spot. Maguire is going to be, in my opinion, he's the guy. You know, if Maguire could just get his act together, man, yeah. um, it could make the biggest difference, man. Like, 
he's the he's gonna be fit most time of the season. He's gonna be in a good shape. He's gonna play a lot of games. He's the captain. He just we need we need him to just we need him to really really come through, man. But anyway, um, and then the person that I think that uh, has the potential to turn things around is Anthony Martial. Okay. Anthony Martial, like this kid gets freaking destroyed by everybody. I I, I chat with Obi, right? Mm-hmm. And Obi just hates him. He hates him. He doesn't like his body language. And then he's like, at least if you have like, if you don't have the work ethic, you should be scoring goals, right? Because mm-hmm. there's some players who don't run around like maniacs, but they still produce a lot of results, right? Yeah. But Anthony Martial just, he doesn't, He's a very, I think it's a very um, mis, is it misconstrued or um, misunderstood player? He's a very misunderstood player. I think people don't understand his desire, his love for the team. Mm-hmm. I think people look at the way he is and, you know, this guy has been much maligned, man. Like, Mourinho literally wanted to kill his career, like, you know, um, and uh, he's just, they've, they've always kind of treated him kind of, an understudy to Rashford in a way. And I think he's the better footballer than Marcus Rashford. I think he's the better. He's the out of the three Mason uh, Marcus. I think he's the one that offers the best out of all of them. He knows how to hold the ball up. He knows how to link play. He likes to get in those one, two touches. And he's just so intelligent with the football on his feet. The problem is he doesn't score goals. He doesn't, he doesn't transition very well like the rest of the team does. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't put in a lot of work ethic like a lot of the players do. But I, I think that is down to the coaching. I don't think that's down to him really per se. Like, yes, his body doesn't show it. But I think the way the coaches um, set him up, you know, for their schemes and stuff, mm-hmm. they, they don't set him up with a lot to do. And because of that, he, you know, he shows it on the pitch, right? So, Anyway, I think um, I think he's the one. If Mar- if Anthony Martial could just get his season going right now, mm-hmm. a lot would change for our a lot would change for our team. But um, anyway, he's he's being dropped. I think you know I said something. I said something um, on one of the chats with Obi. I said, you know, if uh, Anthony Martial doesn't get it right this year, I think he needs to start looking at again. They need to start looking at selling him. Mm-hmm. Um, and, it, and it hurt me to admit it because I, I like the guy. I think he's a phenomenal athlete um, and a phenomenal player. Has very good IQ, but his body language obviously doesn't look that great. And a lot yeah. of people would a lot of people would judge it by that and, and would judge it by the results. And if he's not putting in, if he's not scoring goals and he's not putting the output out there, then you know that's the end of things for us, right? So, yeah. But anyway, um, that's the that's the skinny on United, bro. That's that's mostly it on United. Um, but uh, we'll see how the season ends, man. So far, mm-hmm. so good. Just hopefully we can improve, man. Hopefully we can improve. Hopefully we can, you know, challenge. But I highly doubt it. So we'll see how things go. Yeah. All right, man. That's mostly it. That's mostly it. Um, we've covered United. We've covered Chelsea. We've mm-hmm. covered kind of a midpoint review for what we're seeing and how the or midpoint re- preview for what we want to see going into the rest of the season. 
Yeah. Um, and we made our final predictions. We're going to lock this one in. No more predictions. This is it. You know? Mm-hmm. Whatever we said today, this is it, bro. Mm-hmm. All right, man. Is there anything else you want to cover tonight? Um, well, are we supposed to do a, a, a middle review? This was it, bro. We did our middle review. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought we were going to talk about some like middle, middle, middle stage uh, teams. Uh... Fuck that shit, man. We already talked about West Ham. West Ham is our team so far this season. That's a surprising one, right? Yeah, that is, that is really surprising. Yeah. But Tottenham, Tottenham uh, lost Harry Kane for a little bit and they looked bad, bro. Yeah. He came, they he's back now, though. Bad. Yeah, he's back. I know. But they looked bad. <laughs> Without Harry Kane, they looked so freaking bad. And I know you said Son was going to improve and it was like, bro, Son couldn't even do shit for them, man. <laughs> Not look good at all, bro. <laughs> Not look good. You know, and Mourinho, man, like everybody, everybody usually talk crap. Anytime Mourinho, like, or United are not doing well, they always bring up Mourinho's name. And I'm like, guys, like, seriously, man, like, you guys don't understand. Like, Mourinho had such a good team. Um, they were not the best players. They were not the greatest. But he had a decent team at the time that mm-hmm. I think he wasn't doing enough with, you yeah. know? So, um, yes, he, he, there were people say he needed new players, but people forget that he actually spent a lot of money. You know, mm-hmm. this guy is a checkbook manager. Like, everybody always talks about Pep being a checkbook manager. Yes, Pep is a checkbook manager. But Mourinho is the first checkbook manager. He gets, you know, yes, you can say what he did with Porto, and he's a brilliant tactical masterclass. You know, like, we've seen him do some awesome shit, right? Yeah. But fuck me, man. This guy, like... He has such good um, players at his disposal. And, uh, you know, he just fucking every time, bro, like every single time he just parks the bus, parks the bus, parks the bus. And it's okay to park the bus if that's the style you want to play. But, man, you can't be winning like one nothing and then be planning to park the bus, bro. You know what I'm saying? So, Yeah, we were were having this talk on the the group chat. Uh, I think it was like two weeks ago. Yeah, like why? Like all these all these managers have evolved their systems, right? Yeah, but it seems like Mourinho stalls his. You know what I mean? Like there's a way where you could have that park the bus system and evolve it. You know what I mean? Like, but he's not doing that, and he's playing kind of like like uh. He has like this similarity with Borussia Dortmund where they don't play in the first half, but then in the second half they come to play, but it's already too late, you know? So, yeah, I don't think it's that he doesn't come to play. I think it's just he sets up his his team to not fail, right? He sets them up to not fail. Yeah. When when you play football predicated on fear, when you play football worried about what the opponent is going to do to you and being very reactive, Mm-hmm. you miss a lot of opportunities to, like, take the game at the scruff of the neck, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, and, dude, he was winning games earlier this season, like, you know, playing free-flowing, high-attacking. Yes, there, there were times when they lost opportunities, they lost last-minute goals and things like that. Yeah. But that should, not, that should not stop you from letting the boys play, man. Like, yeah. you know, I know you're a tactical. That team is absolutely an attacking squad. 
Like, <laughs> I think they're a very balanced squad. I think they're very balanced. I think the only area that they're weak at is uh, center back. Yeah. Yeah, yep. center back. Center back is their weakest spot, right? But apart from that, like you know, everything else they're very like. You do you see the game against Everton five four? No, I didn't. I didn't watch it. I was at work. And check out the highlights five four, bro. Like they were both of them went went at it, right? Like they. This is what happens when you let them play, right? Mm-hmm. But but what killed them was the center backs. Yeah. So I think he's trying to protect the center backs, and I get it. I get what he's doing. But it's like, man, you can't be trying to protect the center backs against fucking Sheffield, bro. Like, yeah. you know, you got to go after teams, man, you know? So yeah, play football. Yeah. Anyway. But the thing, too, is also like uh, like Mourinho. Don't get me wrong, guys. Mourinho is like actually one of my favorite managers, probably in my top three. Um, but like, is Mourinho going to accomplish winning a title for Tottenham this year? Nah, man. Not even, not even Europa. Oh, you mean like a title? Um, because yeah. that's well, that's what that's what he was hired for. Yeah, yeah. They can win a title, right? They can win the car. They can win the Cup for all I care, right? Like, and everybody be like, "Oh, he are won you, the car." Yeah, they they're in the final. Yeah, against City, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that so, is going to be a good game. When is that? I can't remember, man, but it is going to be a good game. But, you know, they, they can win the final and get the Carabao Cup, right? So yeah. that's what a lot of them are banking on. I think he may win that cup, but mm-hmm. I'm just going to say, like, you know, for me, like, it's like, it's just, it's one, it's one, it's one side of the whole picture, right? Like, it's, uh, yeah. it will gloss over things, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, that's that's what they need right now. Well, that's not what they need. Trust me. Like, I'm telling you this. This happened to us, right? This happened in United. Mourinho won the Carabao Cup. He won the Europa League. And everybody everybody till today uses that as if it's some, like, badge of honor as to why United suck. Like, bro, I don't care what anybody fucking says. Europa League is bullshit. The Carabao Cup is extra fucking bullshit. I'd rather win the FA Cup than win the Carabao Cup. True. Right? The Carabao Cup, nobody takes it seriously until they get to, like, the last rounds. So, you know, for me, it's bullshit. And then, uh, what do you call it? Uh, the Europa League, it's like, are you fucking kidding me? You know, <laughs> in the Champions League, who the fuck cares, man? Like, who the fuck cares in a fucking, you know, stupid-ass Europa League? Like, I don't, I don't like that. I don't like that tournament at all it doesn't do it you know the only thing it does is if you win it you get into the champions league yeah. right and the only reason why we won it because he 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 realized we couldn't get into the uh we couldn't get top four in the premier league so he said okay well we can't get top four so screw it let's just get you know europa league it's like come on man like real madrid is busy winning three freaking champions leagues United is like, you know, we're all like, you know, salivating over Europa fucking league. Like, are you kidding me, bro? Anyway, so I, I, I don't know. Like it's and, and people think, oh, yeah, you know, they just won. You, it ends in tears after you win it because the team gets much more screwed up after after they win it. You know what I mean? They become a, um, uh, not like a days ago. It just papers over the cracks. Yeah. There's deeper issues on the team 
that needs to be addressed. But then they win a Europa League. Everybody's like, yay. For Tottenham, yes, it's good. You know, it's a good thing, yeah. right? But I don't know. For United, it was dumb. And everybody kind of wave it over our face like it's, it's the be-all, end-all. It's like, guys, like, a, te- a, a team like United that's on um, on high wages that yeah. we a lot to get those players. You're telling me that those players want to win Europa Leagues? Like, Pogba have to win a Europa League? Man, fuck out of here, man. <laughs> for Tottenham it's going to be a good thing though so for them they need, they need a trophy but I think after they get that trophy watch what will happen to them yeah watch it could also it could also go back um, it could also be a positive thing in, in a way that might that might also cause them to push it's a positive thing it's a positive thing it's not a bad thing it's a positive thing for, for a Tottenham. club like for Tottenham, yes, it's an absolute positive thing, but I don't give a fuck, man. Like at the end of the day, like you, you can, what is it? What is it? What is it? Uh, it's like the question that they always ask. What is it? Um, um, I can't remember how they word it now. What is? What does it give a man uh, to give him the whole world, but to lose yeah. his soul or something? Yeah. Like that, yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. So it's kind of like that's the question. What do um, what do you get when you give up the whole? Uh, you get the whole world just to lose your soul. And yeah, are Tottenham willing to do that? Sure, let them get the trophy that they want. Good luck winning the Europa League. You know, you guys spend billions of dollars uh, on your new stadium. Yeah, um, you know, you're trying to keep Harry Kane and you're trying to keep Son. And you want to go? You want to make just Europa? <laughs> I just want to make Europa instead of like uh, uh, those. And, and honestly, those two players now, in my opinion, I wouldn't go for them anymore. At first, yeah. people like go for Kane, go for Son. I love Son. I want to go for Son. Mm-hmm. But I'll tell you something: when those boys are not inkling uh, uh, for a freaking move, when they're not inkling for a move, yeah. that tells me that they don't want to win anything. Yeah. Yeah. They don't want. They don't have the competitive mind. Thank you, thank you. And because of that, I won't touch them. I'm sorry, bro. I won't touch them. I'll go somewhere else because those boys are not showing me. Because if I'm a player and I'm like, bro, I'm fucking 27, 28, and I haven't done shit with my career. Like, look at Pogba. Even though, you know, Pogba and his stupid ass agent drive me insane. Yeah. Look at him. Every single time he's trying to get out, he's trying to go to a team that wins shit. That yeah. tells you that this dude wants to win stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, when you look at fucking Son and Kane and they're just sitting there and they're not doing anything, it's like, guys, do you want to win anything or not? Yeah. Like, what do you guys want in your career? Right. So anyway, so if they want to if they want to stay with uh, uh, Tottenham, they can do that, you know? But I think that there's teams right now who would take them but these boys will go now and sign a contract, five-year contract with Daniel Levy, and that's it. That yeah. the career is done, you know. So, anyway. well, let's see what happens. Let's see. Oh, tomorrow! Tomorrow there's games tomorrow, right? Yes, yeah, sir. There's games tomorrow. Some games tomorrow. Uh, but I'm not going to be watching too many games tomorrow. I'm working, but I'm going to be catching the United game on uh, Sunday. Any game that's probably uh, early in the morning, I'll probably end up catching. I'll yeah. probably catch the United game too. And then uh, 
Wolves against Southampton in the morning at five. Yeah, that's that's uh that's uh no 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 that that's for that's for that's for Sunday. There's only two games being played tomorrow. No, I haven't looked. Four games, four games. Leicester against Liverpool is at five thirty. Oh. Yeah, maybe I need to uh, go to. We need to go to sleep, man, so we can catch that game, bro. And then, and then, Man City against Tottenham is at ten thirty. Man City against Tottenham. Ooh, yeah, that one I'll catch for sure. Yeah, I'll only catch like thirty minutes of it because I got work at eleven. So, yeah. Well, anyway, we'll see how those games look. Who are you guys playing? Who's Chelsea playing? I think Chelsea plays Newcastle next. Um, I can't remember who United are playing, but we've got uh... Monday, Monday at one, and then you guys, you guys are playing West Brom. Oh yeah, West Brom. Yeah. Okay. Well, not nothing too too excited. I guess tomorrow is the day to catch out the games, you know. So. Yeah. Arsenal Arsenal against Leeds on on Sunday at nine thirty. Hmm. Leeds stick that one, I feel. Yeah, Leeds is coming up again, eh? Looks yeah, like they found their mojo again. Mm-hmm. Well, after after all the posts that they've hit, yep. you gotta stop hitting posts. And if they if they if they stopped hitting posts, they'll probably be in the top six. Yeah, Rafi, this guy Rafinha did this nasty nutmeg to um. Freaking Cahill, man. He knocked the hell out of him, man. Oh, my goodness. Cahill ended up fouling him. That was how bad it was, man. Um, But uh, Leeds have some ballers on their team, bro. They have some real good ballers, man. Yeah. And they're only like uh, – they're only about – what is it? It looks like they're only five points away from – what do you call it? From seventh. Seven, hmm. and, and then nine points away from West Ham and sixth, and Chelsea they are nine points as well. Mm. West Ham and Chelsea are actually tied right now. Ah, uh, West Ham, I think will eventually fall off. They're they're trying though; they're doing their best. Yeah, I think Leicester would drop too. Chelsea's gonna go in there pretty yeah. shortly. Forty-two points, and then they'll be one point behind Leicester. Well, that's, if, that's if Leicester doesn't beat Liverpool, but I I'm expecting a tie from from this from this game. Yeah, let's see if you guys win your games though. So it all depends, right? So yeah, very yeah. true. I think Pulisic should be back for this one. They give him like a week or so off so he can go deal with some family matters. Family matters? What the hell? Yeah, I don't know what happened, but they had to give him a week off and. And to go handle his sea stuff, right? Yeah. All right. Well, that's mostly it, though. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's it. That is it. We are done. We are farmish, exhausted. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Hold on, hold on. uh, Everton has two games in hand? What? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, but if they, you know. if they, if they win those games, they will be they will be third. Stop this nonsense. Nah, I I think Everton are probably around fifth, sixth, or whatever. They will yes. probably end around fifth, sixth. Yeah, something they like that. They don't have a squad. They have a team. They don't have a squad. So, yeah. you know. True. Okay. Yeah, that should be it. That's it.
that's it, boys and girls. This is it. Um, thank you guys for listening to the show. Please mm-hmm. like, subscribe, share with your friends, um, and uh, spread the good word. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. You know, we appreciate you guys listening to it, all the, the listeners. Um, as well, you can also follow us on podcast CBF on Twitter. I usually man the Twitter and it's uh, usually very pro Manchester United. So <laughs> yeah, I come, I come in, I come in every now and then and just throw in some Chelsea spice. Yeah, man. Yeah. But yeah. But yeah, follow us guys. But thank you so much for listening to the show. This is the Calgary Bros football podcast. I'm Uncle CB. I'm Victor Speck. Take care. Ciao.